welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. I've got a special word today that I've been carrying in my heart for the last 10 days now, and uh, I'm excited to share it with you today. So God, I ask that you put your words in my heart and my mouth today. Help me to communicate your thoughts accurately and clearly. May you be glorified. May you be lifted high in all we say and do. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. I've been thinking about Father's Day because we know that it's coming up, comes up every year. So I've been thinking about it for the last little while. And as I started thinking about Father's Day, I was thinking about men in primarily. primarily. And, um, you know, one of the things men, we aspire to be wise. We aspire to have answers. We like to know the answers to questions. We like to be able to give an answer for things. And I was thinking about wisdom. And it led me to Luke chapter 6. And we're going to look at Luke chapter 6 today, uh, when that's the story of the wise man builds his house on a firm foundation. And the great news is, ladies, this message is for everybody. Everybody needs to be wise. Everybody needs wisdom in their life. We all want to have our lives built on a firm foundation. And so don't tell the guys, but this message is for everybody. Men, women, Everybody, this message is for everybody today. So let's grab our Bibles and let's get ready to take a look at the Word of God and see some great things in there that are life-changing and transformational for us today. So Luke chapter 6, I am reading from the New Living Translation. I am still really enjoying the New Living Translation. It's a great translation. And um, Luke chapter 6 is in the middle, towards the end actually, it's the end of the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, we also read about the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 7. Well, it starts, I think, in chapter 5 and continues for quite a long time. And Luke chapter 6 is another account. It's Luke's account of the Sermon on the Mount. And what I like about Luke is it adds a phrase that the Gospel of Mark doesn't have in there. And so in Luke chapter 6, it starts off. I'm going to read through the whole passage here. So verse 46 to the end of 49. And then I'm going to go back and make some comments. Uh, So Luke 6. 46, Jesus is speaking, and he says this. So, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I just want to pause for a second and let you think about that thought. Jesus is speaking, and he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you don't do what I say? I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows. It's like a person building a house who digs deep, lays the foundation on solid rock, and when the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. Verse 49 says, But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house without a foundation. And when the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. I've told you this many, many times, and I'm sure some of you have seen it firsthand, but I am no builder. It's not my skill set. It's not my gifting. Uh, I just am not gifted that way. I could probably learn how to do it, but on my own, my natural instinct is not building houses. But I do know 
In my limited building capacity, I do know the importance of a foundation. And what we're gonna talk about today is having a firm foundation built on Jesus and how do you get that firm foundation? That's what we're gonna look at today. The New King James, I talked about when I, when I started off, I, started, I said I was thinking about this in context of Father's Day and wisdom. The New King James talks about how a wise man builds his house upon the rock and a foolish man builds his house upon the sand. And if you are fortunate enough to have grown up in kids' church or in church in the 80s, I'm sure you know that song that talks about a wise man built his house upon the rock. You're probably singing it right now, and you're welcome. So let's go back, and I want to make a few comments here about this section of scripture. Starting in verse 46, Jesus again is talking, says, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? And that is a profound thought from our master. He says, why are you calling me Lord, Lord? Now, the implication here is, is we, we don't have servants today like they had back then. Back then they had masters, they had slaves, they had servants. Um, but the connotation is, and the context is, is that if you were a servant, you would do whatever your master said, okay? And so there was no questions, there was no ifs, there was no ands, there was no buts about it. When your master told you to do something, you would do it. And so Jesus is saying, why do you call me Lord, Lord? And Lord is another term for master. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord or master, but you don't do what I say? If I am your master is the thought, this is what he's saying, if I am your master, if I am your Lord, then you would do what I tell you to do. And I want to ask you today, are you doing what your master is telling you to do? If you've made Jesus the Lord of your life and he speaks to you and he gives you commands and he says, hey, I want you to go over here or I want you to go do this or hey, I don't want you to do that. I want you to stop doing that. Are you doing what he says to you to do? That's the question he's posing to these people. Then he goes on, he says this. He says, I will show you what it's like. Now he begins to talk. His analogy is a firm foundation. And in verse, let's skip ahead. And in verse 48 and verse 49, he's talking about storms that are ravaging a house. Now, the house is an analogy for, for my life and for your life. The analogy is that we are all going to have hard times in life, and there is going to be storms of all different sizes, of all different kinds, and all different magnitudes that are going to manifest in your life. And he's saying, if you want to weather those storms, you've got to have your house built on a firm foundation. He says, um, the houses that weather the storms or the lives that weather the storms of life are the ones that are built on a firm foundation. The ones that have no foundations, the ones that are built on sand, when the storm comes and the storm beats against the house, when the storm beats against the life, your life, when the storm is all around you, when you're in the middle of the storm, and if, if your life isn't built on a foundation, then what happens is like when you stand on the shore of a beach and you stand there in your bare feet and the waters wash up and as the waters wash away, it pulls all the sand around your feet and your feet begin to sl slowly sink down farther and farther into the sand. The same thing happens in our life. If our life is not built on a firm foundation and the storms of life come beat against you, what happens is like it says here, you end up in a heap 
of ruins is what the New Living Translation says. A heap of ruins. And I know, I know that nobody wants to have their life end up in a heap of ruins. So then the question is, how do we build our life upon a firm foundation so that when the storms of life come, we won't end up in a heap of ruins, but our house, our life, will be built on a firm foundation. There's all kinds of storms you're going to encounter in life. You're going to have relational storms. You're going to have physical storms. You're going to have mental storms. You're going to have emotional storms. You're going to have um, physical. You're going to have financial. You're going to have all kinds of storms and, and many mental storms, many, many, many different kinds of storms. And they're going to look different for each and every one of us. But at the end of the storm, we want to be found to be standing firm on a firm foundation and not washing out to sea and not washed in ruins. So the question again is, how do you build your life on a firm foundation so that your life doesn't end up in a heap of ruins, washing out to sea or covered in all kinds of branches and limbs with everything else in the storm? Good news is, is the answer is right here in this passage of scripture for us. So let's go back to verse 47. Jesus is speaking. He says, I'm going to show you what it's like when somebody comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows. And then what he talks about is it's like they've built their house on a firm foundation. Jesus says, I will show you what it's like when somebody comes to me, listens to my teaching, and follows it. This is what it's like. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on a solid rock. New King James again says, the wise man builds his house on this foundation. The wise woman builds this house upon the foundation. So right here is the key, and it says this. There's three things here that we can look at in this passage of Scripture about how we build our house on a firm foundation. And number one, and in my Bible, I've got all kinds of highlights and underlines, and I encourage you to do the same thing. So number one, I have in parentheses here, he says, I will show you what it's like when someone, and then I have a parentheses, number one is this, comes to me. The first step in building your life on a firm foundation is coming to Jesus. John chapter 14, verse six says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man, no woman, no person, comes to the Father except through me. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I am the life. So the first thing we see here is the way, the, the starting point, the starting place for you to build a firm foundation in your life on a solid foundation, on the rock, is number one, coming to Jesus. Then he goes on, he says, he says this, uh, you come to me, and then number two, listen to my teaching. That's good. That's important. We need to listen to the teaching of Jesus. We need to open our Bibles. We need to read the Word of God. We need to allow the Spirit of God to speak to us. Right now, we are having church together, and by the Spirit of God, I am endeavoring to speak the words of God to you. 
I surrender my life as a vessel to the Holy Spirit and my desire and my prayer is that his words, his anointing, his power are flowing through me and bringing healing and life and transformation. My prayer that I pray every time before I speak is God, help me to be an oracle for you speaking only your words, only your thoughts, only your desires to bring change and transformation, healing, health, and life to everyone who hears the good news. And so right now we are listening and I encourage you to incline your ear and listen to what the Spirit of God is saying to you today because I believe many of us, uh, not many of us, but many people in church today, they've, number one, they've, they've come to Jesus, they've given Jesus their life, and number two, they go to church and they listen, but that's where they pause and that's where they stop. But Jesus didn't stop there. There's three things that Jesus talked about. Number one, he says, you come to me, you listen to me, and the third thing he says is, and then you follow it. So you come to Jesus. Number two, you listen to me. And number three, you follow. You follow what I say. And I believe that in the body of Christ today, there's a large large section of believers who, yes, they've given their life. Yes, they go to church and they listen, but they don't necessarily follow everything they they know that the Lord is asking them to do. And Jesus says, if you want to have your life built on a firm foundation so that when the storms of life are beating against you and that you won't wash away and that you won't end up in a heap of ruins like it says at the end of verse 49, that you've got to come to Jesus, that you've got to listen to Jesus and you've got to follow what he says to you to do. Are you listening to Jesus? Are you following the commands that he gives you, even the ones you don't like, even the ones that are hard for you to do, even the ones that that maybe at first glance you begin to say, I don't know if I agree with that. And then the more you find yourself in the word, the more you find yourself reading, you, you begin to say, oh my gosh, I am way off base here. And I've got to change something inside of me. And then you begin to obey and you begin to walk in the spirit and follow his words like you never have before. He goes on and and so he says, this is what it's like. And those are the people that, the people that come to Jesus, that listen to Jesus and that follow Jesus, those are the ones, he says, that that, um, they have built their life on a strong foundation. Then he goes on, he talks about in verse 48 or 49, he says, but anybody who hears, so that implies that they also have come to Jesus and they hear him talking, but then it says, and he doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house without a foundation. So they've come to Jesus, they've listened to Jesus, but they've stopped somewhere between Jesus talking to them, them hearing it, and then them acting on it, they stop. And Jesus says, those people are like the ones who build their house on a a foundation of sand. They don't go dig down into the ground and find a rock to build on. They just build right on the sand, right there, and when the storms of life come, when the storms that everybody deals with come and show up in their life, they wash away, they collapse into a heap of ruins because, yes, they came to Jesus, yes, they listened to him, but they stopped and they didn't do the things that Jesus had, had told them to do, had spoken to them. Are you stopping? Have you stopped 
at listening to Jesus and you have not moved to doing to what Jesus is telling you to do? Are you stopped somewhere in between there? Or are, in your life, are you, have you come to Jesus and you're listening to Jesus and you are continually moving and doing what Jesus has called you to do? Because if you don't want to be left with your life in a heap of ruins, you've got to be obeying the things that Jesus has called you to do. So John 14, 6 says, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and life. Nobody comes to the Father except by me. But where can we look at where it talks about listening and doing, hearing and obeying? Where can we find that in the scripture? Oh, that's a good question. Luckily, there's a great passage of scripture that we can look at in James chapter 1. So turn your Bibles with me to James chapter 1. And I want to read this to you today. And uh, if time allows me, I'd like to read this to you in a few different translations because the two other translations I want to read it to you just bring it out so well. And uh, I'm praying that it just really finds a home in your heart today and opens our eyes to see God and all of his goodness and his desires for us to continually move in him and to grow deeper and deeper in our relationship with him so that we are fortified, so that when storms in life come, that we don't crash, that we don't collapse, that we're not falling apart. The storms of life right now that we're all walking through, that we're all living in, that, that at the end of all of this, that we aren't found laying on the ground depleted, dying, hurt, broken, but that we are still standing strong. I love, I love a good storm. And um, um, growing up, spending a lot of time down in the, in the States with my family down in the South, we would have great storms down there in the summertime, great thunderstorms, great lightning storms. And I used to go sit out on the front porch of my uncle's house and just watch them, watch them come from the distance and just like wash over the house. And one of my favorite things, and one of the things I found the most interesting was at the end of a storm, a really crazy storm, I was always intrigued by what broke, what fell, what trees got knocked over, and what stood the test of the storm. And it's always the things that had a sure foundation, big, massive trees that had deep, deep, deep roots, big brick buildings. They always stand because they have a strong foundation, and that's who we want to be is believers who have a strong foundation that is built on Jesus Christ. And that comes from following him, that comes from going to him, and that comes from obeying and walking in all the things that he's called us to do. So James chapter 1, verse 22 says this. James is the half-brother of Jesus, or the brother of Jesus. And um, he's talking, and he says, but don't just listen to God's word. Guys, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then, we'll, then God will bless you for doing it. See, again here you see that you can't just hear what God says to you. You can't just hear what Jesus is saying to you. You can't just hear the Spirit speaking to you. You've got to do what he's saying to you as well. Regardless whether you like it or you don't like it. 
We don't want to just listen to the voice of God when he's saying great, nice things to us. We want to listen to the Spirit of God and the voice of God when he's saying all kinds of things to us, even the things we don't agree with and the things we don't like. Why? Because he's always working for our good. And maybe there's some things inside of us that need to get pulled out. Maybe there's some attitudes. Maybe there's some wrong beliefs. Maybe you've got wrong beliefs about the Bible. Maybe you've got wrong spiritual beliefs. Maybe you've got wrong relational beliefs. Whatever, but he wants to get in side there and bring healing and correction through pulling those things out and replacing them. And that takes us listening to him and then acting on what he said to us. So I want to read this to you real quick from two different translations. The first translation I want to read it to you from is uh, the Amplified. And the Amplified is always great because it just kind of uses all the right words that you could use in the, in the verse. So James chapter 1, verse 22, in the Amplified translation says, But be doers of the word, obey the message, and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, He's like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror. For he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it and perseveres in looking into it, being not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys. He shall be blessed in his doing, his life of obedience. Being not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys. Let me read one more translation to you. Don't you love that thought? A heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys. Now I want to read to you from the Passion Translation. It says this, verse 22. Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it, for that is the essence of self-deception. The essence of self-deception is hearing the word of truth and not responding to it. That is you exalting yourself above the spirit of truth. You're saying, nah, that's wrong, I'm right. So he says, don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. That's the essence of self-deception. So always let his word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. If you listen to the word and don't live out the message you hear, you become like the person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word. But then you go out and forget your divine origin. But those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty are fascinated by and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened by it. They experience God's blessing in all they do. Let me read this section again to you because I love, I love the phraseology of the mirror of the word. Because in the other translation, it talks about looking into the, into the law. But here it's talking about into the law of liberty. But here it's talking about how, and it also says, you know, you're like a man who looks in a mirror and forgets his face. But the Passion Translation takes that one step further and says that, that the word is the mirror, the mirror of the word. He says, if you listen to the word and don't live out the message you hear, you become like the person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face. 
what you are called to truly be and look like should be reflected to you by looking in here. That's what he's saying. And when you look in here and you gaze intently in it and you open your ears to hear the Spirit and you determine to walk out and to act on the things that the Spirit of God is telling you to do, it will form and shape you into the image that God has desired, destined, and wants you to become. If you want to have a life that is built on a firm foundation, we see that there's three steps involved. Number one, you've got to come to Jesus. Number two, you've got to listen to him. And it doesn't just stop at listening. It continues on to doing what he says to you to do. That's why he started off in verse uh, 46 by saying, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say to you to do? It's not enough just to listen to his voice, not enough just to listen to the Spirit of God, not enough just to read the Word of God. You've got to take it a step farther and begin to implement into your life the things that you're hearing, the things that you're reading, and allow them to begin to change and transform you more and more into the image of the person that he has created you to be. That is how you weather the storms of life. Because as you do that, you are digging deep into the ground. You are digging deep and you are laying your life's foundation on a solid rock. And that solid rock is nothing less than Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ will never allow you to fall. He will never allow you to crumble. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He is there with you to hold you up in every storm you walk through. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.